Okay, yes. Boker Tov. Gentlemen, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Lamed, Aleph, and Erevin. All right, now, <clears throat> let's review. The Mishnah had said, <clears throat> back on Chafavam at Bays, the Mishnah said that <clears throat> Sumchus requires the Erev that you make to be able to be used. You have to, it's, not, it's not just a potential. You can give it to your guests or somebody else could eat it. You've got to be able to use it yourself. So therefore, Sumchus said that when it comes to a Kohen, uh, or Yisrael, rather, he cannot make an air with truma. He must make it with chulin because he can't eat the truma. There's no way around that. When it comes to a nazir, it's possible to be shoel on the naziris, right? It's possible that he's not going to be a nazir. Fine, you could do that, l'chari, even on Shabbos, if that's the case here. We're talking about making an air for Shabbos yantif, uh, air of chumen. But um, for a, uh, a Yisrael, there's no way that he can eat truma. Therefore, he must make with chulin. Then we, the Mishnah said, according to everybody, a Kohen can make, you could put his truma, his, uh, his Erev, he can make it even in a base of pras, which is Tomei Mirabonin. We said that's a field that's been plowed up, a field that had a body that was plowed up. And a Kohen could go, that's only Nisad Rabbanin, because there is no real body left there. There's only a Shiloh that he might touch a bone, and there he could do it by blowing and making sure that he doesn't touch any dead bones. The Mishnah then concluded with Rebuta Shita. Rebuta says you can even make an Erev in a in a few in a, a cemetery, a field basic forest, you can make you can make it. Why? Because it's possible to go in there, and what? It's possible to go in there with a the machitza. You go in in a box of some sort, and you can go there and eat. We're going to talk there and Rabbiuta in detail, in much more in detail now. Now, again, Rabbiuta says you can go in. Why? Because it's possible to go in with a machitza. He doesn't say because, uh, like the Tanakama, you don't have to go in yourself. If you're a Kohen, you can't go into a basic forest, but Yisrael Chara could go in there. He doesn't say that. He says, Mashma, that he goes with the Shita of Sumchus, that even, by, that even, uh, even in a case of the, uh, uh, that a Kohen has to be able to eat it himself, and here he can't go in unless he can go in. He, in a basic forest, he can only go in if he goes in, in a box, but it's possible for him to go into a, in a box. Whereas the Rabbanon would say, where Rabbanon over here would say, the Rabbanon don't agree with Rabbanon. Rabbanon says, even in a basic forest, you go into Mechitza. The Rabbanon don't say that. That's what we said at the end of yesterday's daf, that according to Rabbanon and Rabbanon over here, this last shita, they hold like sumchas that you have to be able to go in because the Rabbanon don't say you can make it in a basic forest. Why not make it? According to the Tanakhan, remember our Mishnah, so make it in a basic forest. The coin can't go in there, big deal. So the coin can't go in there, uh, but uh, other his guests can go in there. That's good enough. No, no, no. Here we're going with the shita of Sumchus. You got to be able to go in yourself. Except the Rabbanan say you can't go in yourself. How can you go in yourself? And how could a Kohen go into the basic forest? I, what did we say? But he can go in in a box. A box is an ol zaruk. It's a movable box. A movable ol is not considered an ol. Therefore, it affords him no protection. So according to the Tanakama, he holds like Sumchus. So you got to be able to do it yourself. And you can't do it yourself in the basic forest because there's no way to go in there. To, prevent, uh, to protect yourself from the Tumah. Whereas Rabbi said, you could go in, you can go in in a box, and therefore you'll be protected. Why? Because he holds that an O.L. Zorik is considered an O.L., meaning an O.L. which is movable is still considered an O.L., so if he goes in in the O.L., he is protected. That's Rabbi opinion. Now we're going to go into more into Rabbi opinion. The bottom of the page, last line on the page, on Lama Nabi Beis, Vardatan, this week, Rabbi Omer, Ma'ar you can make an air for a coin who's pure, coin is tahar, right? Bitruma uh, tahora, with truma tahora. Remember, nobody can eat truma. If the truma itself is tummy, nobody can eat that. Uh, 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 even uh, not a Yisrael, not a coin, it's also to eat that. 
But a Kohen can eat truma if he is tahor. He can eat truma. But kever. Kever, notice, he doesn't say basic horus. A kever means like there's an individual kever there. He had the food on the kever. And he can go in there and eat it. Now, here we're saying, this is Rabbi Yudah says, you could do that. What about the Rabbanan? In our Mishnah, the issue was going into a basic forest, or you could uh, walk in there and you go in with a box, etc. Rabbi said you can't go in in a box. But over here, we're not talking about a box. We're not talking about a whole basic forest. We're talking about this one, you know, in the old days in the farmhouse, the old grandpa was buried in the back of the house, you know, in, a, in, a, in, a, in the yard there. It's not a general basic forest. It's just one kever there. Rabbi Yudas will say, why can't the Rabbon, what about the Rabbonin? Would they say you're allowed to there? Because there, you don't need an O.L. Zorik. You don't need to go in an O.L. You can just walk nearby. We'll talk about that. So, Okay, so wait. Again, how do you go in there? You say you can make a coin. Your coin could go in there and make an Erev on a Kever. In other words, the, the food is on the Kever. How did he get in there? How does he go near the kever without making it all? We said yesterday he went in in a carriage, a box, a turret, some sort of a box protection. Ah, but here's the other problem. What do you mean about the food itself? Here we're talking about not in a basic forest, but the concern is you might make an oil over some farm as you're passing by there while you go in in an oil. We were talking about the food is on the kever. It says big kever, not in a basic forest. So the food is on there? Well, if the food is on the basic forest, the food itself is tummy. So if you're talking about truma, how did the truma stay tahor? It's tummy because it touched the kever. It's on the kever. It's an oil on the kever. But even the, the, the achsa, once you put, put down the food, it, well, it's tummy. It's below the Remember, food, in order for it to become tummy, has to be mushal kabotum, has to touch one of the seven liquids, right? So it's speaking about it was mushal kabotum, so the food didn't become tummy. Ocean, Paris, or it was needed yet, let's say, a cake or, or a, a bread, a loaf of bread that was needed with made Paris for the fruit juice, which is not, not make, does not make it mushal kabotum. Okay, fine. So we understand now that the food was not tummy, even though it was on a kever. Fine. But how does he reach the food? He's in a box right now, right? He's in a box. He gets near the box. He's, don't, don't worry, he's not going to make an OL because he's in a box. He's protected. How does he take the food from the kever into his box? How does he reach? He sticks out a flat wooden utensil, right? A flat utensil, which is not makabotumah because it doesn't have a base keyboard. It doesn't have a place to receive to a receptacle. And he reaches it with that. But he's making an OL. Think about it. When he puts his hand, what's happening? He's sticking out. He's sticking out this long fork or whatever you want to call it—a long ladle, a flat, uh, flat board—and he put and he sticks his hand out there to get the food. And as he reaches over, his hand though is also under part of his hand is under the ladle also. So the ladle itself, lechora or this big spoon, it makes an ol. So it makes an ol between the kever and the food. Food's not tummy fine. It's not mushal kabotuma, but he himself will become tummy. So how does, that, how does that work? If it wouldn't be a pshute clay A, so you could say, fine, then, then it's tome because if it's, if it's a clay matechas or any other kind of a clay, if it has a base kibul, that, that's makabal tumah from, uh, from the body, and that's tome mace. It's like I went into a funeral home, was in a, is, or in a funeral home or at a funeral, and became tome, and then we became the person. But over here is a pshute clay A, it's fine, but the pshute clay A itself is an OL as he reaches over. Balkamayel, this is the maisle achure. And Rashi's girsa should be achude on the edge, meaning it's only it's only an ol if it's a tefach. But over here, let's say it was a board or a ladle or something, and he put it on its edge. 
he reached it on its thin edge, where it wasn't a tefach and therefore wasn't an oel. So in this strange manner, the Kohen could have food on the kever, he can reach the food and pull the food over with a wooden flat instrument, and if it's on its side, it doesn't make an oel, and in this strange way, he will be able to reach the food, he won't be tamay, the food's not tamay, and he can eat the food. And if you hold it, you have to be able to eat the food. We're going with Sumchus' idea that you have to be able to eat the food. This is a manner in which he could do it. So now the Gemara says, wait a minute. What's the reason why the Rabbanan? In the Basak Faros that we talked about in the Mishnah, the rabbi said, no, you can't go into a Basak Faros, a coin can't go, because he'll, he'll become tummy. There's dead bodies all over the place. And I'll go in in a box. They hold that a box doesn't, a movable box is not an oil. So there, I understand, but over here we're only talking about one kever. Out in the backyard, there's one kever there. And what's the problem over here? Why do the rabbi say, he says, Rabbi Yudah says, you can make an error for a Kohen tar, but Trumatar on a kever. And we said, fine, the food's not tummy. He doesn't become tummy. You did it with a flat ladle, and you did it on its edge, so he's not at all fine. So why did the Rabbanan say you can't make, why did the Rabbanan say you can't make an error in that case? In the Mishnah, it's like a basic forest, you need an OL fine. But over here, why can't he do it? Let him stand right near the kever. The food doesn't become tummy. He uses a wooden bo- spoon, all that stuff. What's the problem? Why did the Rabbanan say that you, why this is only the sheet of Rabbanan, not the Rabbanan? It's like, very simple. You're, you're using a grave over here. You're using the space of a grave on top of a grave, which is also by Noah. Mar says, Thomas Shom Miriam, and learn out what? Uh, uh, Thomas Shom Miriam, learn out Shom Shom from Egla Rufa, just like an Egla Rufa. You can't have an off from a, uh, you don't have to have an off from shrouds or from a dead body or a kever. It's also by Noah. So therefore, he says, you can't make, you can't be Kona, a bias, which is what you're doing. You're talking about acquiring this space as your house, so you can go further 2,000 Amas to go to a, to go to a bris or attend a simcha or a base oval or something. Uh, you want to do that with Asr, it's Asr Bahana. You can't do it. You can't use, can't use a grave. You can't make, you can't use it. You can't lean on a grave. You can't have Hana from it. You can't use it as a shade. You can't have enough from a grave. So you see, Rabbanan says you're allowed to have a gnaw from something for just, it's also a are you allowed to? It says, uh, the answer is, mitzvahs this is a famous cloud, the old rabbis cloud, that a mitzvah is not considered a gnaw. So for example, Bar brings down the case, we're going to have, we're talking about chauffeur, mitzvah, Rosh Hashanah, are you allowed to use a chauffeur of an olay, of a carbon, even though you're not allowed to have a gnaw from, from a carbon, that's also hektish, that's also but blowing a chauffeur, the hana that you get, the, the pleasure that you get from being mekayim, the mitzvah, the spiritual pleasure, let's call that. The spiritual pleasure that you get from it is not considered a hana. So therefore, here we're talking about you're doing a mitzvah. So Rabbi Yudha says, you're, not Rabbi Yudha holds you're a mitzvah slav, Rabbi holds you're allowed to have a hana from, uh, from us, something which is also about hana. Everybody gets also about hana, that's the definition. Isra hana means you can't have a hana. But this is a mitzvah here. You, by, by doing the air, you're doing a mitzvah. Mitzvah slav lahenesen do. El haram rabba. This rabba says mitzvah slav lahenesen do. That cloud. The mitzvahs, mitzvahs weren't given for anah. Lay miketanoyam lishmaiter. Are you going to say that he said what he said is really machlokas tanoam? Why? Because Rabbi Yudah says mitzvah slav lahenesen do. So therefore, you can you can use the grave. The Kohen can make an air on the grave, right? On, on his behalf, you can make it on the grave. Whereas the Rabbanan say, no, apparently mitzvahs, uh, you can't, not, you don't have the cloud mitzvah that I said that, that doing a mitzvah does not involve the pleasure, and any pleasure you get is not considered a pleasure. Apparently the rabbis don't hold to that. If you hold it, you can only make an air for a mitzvah, like here, like going to a uh, bris or a wedding or something, or a base abel. Uh, or to hear a shear from a rebbe or something, you know, you, that's why you want to travel to that distance. 
Everybody holds mitzvah and and there'd be no problem over here. Even the Rabbana would also say you could make an Arab on a kever if it's enabling you to do a mitzvah, and the Hanoah is not considered a mitzvah. Rabbi Yudol is going to make an Arab for Dvar Mitzvah, and therefore Mitzvah is not and therefore there's no problem making the Arab on the kever. Whereas the rabbis say, you can make an Arab even, uh, you know, just want to visit your kids or... Uh, uh, you know, where you want to take a spatzir or something, you want to go a little further out of town, even though it's just an elective, it's not something which is a mitzvah, you could do that too. Ah, then you're having a no from the kever, and it's not a mitzvah. You, mitzvah's line says that, you're, that the uh, no that you get from a mitzvah is not considered a no. But over here, you're not doing the mitzvah. El Haram Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, we're going to have this discussion more. Ain't no var mitzvah. When you make an Erev Tchum, you can only do it for a mitzvah. Le'emin ketanoi, Amr you're going to say it's also, that's machlokas over here. According to Rabbi Yudah, you only do it for a mitzvah. According to Rabbanan Pan, you can do it even for a non-mitzvah. On the Rabbi Yosef, no, the Kuyam Dvar Mitzvah. Everybody agrees you can only make an air for Dvar Mitzvah, like attending a bris, a wedding, or whatever, right? Or going to a base Abel, or going to a shear. With the Kuyam Mitzvah, everybody agrees that Mitzvah Slavonah is not new. And therefore, it's, you're not getting any Hanoah. By putting the air over here, that Hanoah is not considered Hanoah. But how come, if, if, what's the Machlokas here? Mar Savar Kivan the Karnala Erev, Lo Nechel Dementor. Abudah says, listen, once you make the Erev, your purpose of the Erev is to do a mitzvah, right? Now, once you do the mitzvah, uh, what, once you've made the Erev, which enables you to, to attend the wedding, the funeral, whatever, not a funeral, but whatever, Beis Abel, um, you know, whatever, when it, once the Erev uh, enabled you to, attend the mitzvah, to do the mitzvah, you don't care anymore about the food itself. And therefore, there's no ple- the only pleasure over here you got is from doing the mitzvah. The mitzvah is not considered a pleasure. Umar Sober Nechel the Mitzvah, where the Rabbanans say, yes, you, you main purpose, you only ought to make an Erev to do a mitzvah. But once you've made the Erev, which enabled you to do the mitzvah, you really would like the food to be maintained there. Even after the mitzvah has been performed, you attended the base Abel, the bris, whatever, the shear. You'd still like the food to be there, so uh, on your way back, you can have some shalashudas there, right? Because if you need, you'll eat it. So therefore, you're going to get some pleasure, with, which has nothing to do with the mitzvah. The mitzvah is to attend the wedding or to attend the bris or whatever you want to be able to walk there. What, what, the, that was the purpose, and that enabled you to do it because you have like a new house at that distance, and then you can go another 2,000 amas. But you're also, you're also happy if the food stayed there after you perform the mitzvah, so you might, in case you're hungry, you'll be able to eat it. That already is not the mitzvah, and therefore you can't use the, you can't use the grave for that because besides the Hanoah of the mitzvah, that's not a fish, uh, uh, that, that's not, a, uh, that, that Hanoah of doing mitzvah is not considered, it's not considered uh, um, a Hanoah. But yeah, there's other pleasure over here because you're going you're gonna to be, you're going to be happy that you have a sandwich on the way back and that is a pleasure which is not related to the mitzvah. Rashi says, the last Rashi from the Mishikim, the Kanala Eir, Benesh Mashas, so lechvidav meturosa. Like so that, that's the time, that's Rabbi Once you make the Eir, you don't care if it's there or not. And until you make the, until you make the Eir, you're happy with the Eir until you perform the mitzvah. The Ad Kniyas Eir, before you, when you're doing the Eir, Eir of Shabbos, Inami Nechalei, Lavan Adam, because you're doing, when you're doing it for the mitzvah, then that's not considered a pleasure. Not considered a pleasure. The, the pleasure that you get, you have, you're going to have a food there, etc. When you made it there, that's only for the purpose of mitzvah. The purpose of mitzvah is not considered a no. But the Rabbanim say, yeah, but after you've done the mitzvah, you'd still like to get pleasure. You know, you're hoping that the food will stay there. Ah, that Hanar is not much, and therefore you can't use the grave for that. This is similar to the general shaila we've discussed many times. Mitzvah Slavonites, does that only say that the spiritual pleasure you get from the mitzvah is not considered Hanar, or even physical pleasure? So, for example, uh, if you make an edit, you can't go to a certain mikvah 
you're not allowed to go to the mikvah in the summer times because you're going to get pleasure out of that, right? That's what it says here. You can go in the winter, you can't go in the pleasure, you're going to get physical pleasure. It's mashma. That even physical pleasure, the physical pleasure you're not, you can't get. You can only get uh, spiritual pleasure. This isn't necessarily the same machlokas because that's not really in the Gemara because like Gemara is saying there, even after you've done the mitzvah, the mitzvah has been completed, you want to have you're going to, that pleasure you're going to have afterwards of having shalashudas there, that's not included in the mitzvah and therefore... You can't have an awe from the grave. This similar idea answers this shaila because we said that we said the Gemara says that if you, you swear you're making it, you're not going to have an awe from the mikvah. You can go there in the winter. You can't go in the summer because you get physical pleasure. But there is a sheet of some achlokas, I think, between uh, between the Ran uh, between the Ran of the Rajba, between the Ran of the Rajba, whether even physical pleasure that you get from Hainah is not considered a Hainah. Physical pleasure. So what does he do with the Gemara? Why can't you go to the mikvah in the summer? After you made a netter, you're not going to have enough in that mikvah. You got to you got to set with the vod of the mikvah, whatever you make a netter. You're not going to have enough in that mikvah, because even at, when you go to the mikvah, you get physical pleasure. That's not considered a hanah, according to the sheet that says that it misses lavanis and it even applies to physical pleasure that you get, not just spiritual pleasure. The problem is when you come out of the mikvah. It's like going to the pool, right? Right, Moshe, Moshe Shapiro, I'm talking to now. The pleasure is not when you're swimming. The pleasure is when you come out of the pool and you're dressed and you're refreshed and you feel good. That pleasure is not related to the pool. Anymore. That's not related to the mitzvah anymore. You're getting physical pleasure after you come out of the mikvah in the summertime, and that's why it prevents... Pardon? Pleasure is that you didn't get anything dirty on you when you were in the pool. Not yellow. Okay. That's why a lot of people don't go to the mikvah. <laughs> that's another reason. Ma'arvin bitmai, says the Mishnah. You can make an Erev, or you can make an Erev, and presumably we're talking about all kinds of Erevs at this point. I can use Demai. Demai, of course, is, is a food that you bought, either processed or unprocessed food that you bought from an Amaretz. He generally gives Truma, because that's, an, uh, that's a, a punishment of Misa, and he generally gives uh, Meisers also, but sometimes he doesn't, and he's Choshed, and therefore you should, give, you should give it again. So you can make an Erev with Demai, even though you didn't, uh, even though you didn't have yet taken Meiser again. That's when you buy... Uh, uh, when you buy tfuah or bread from, a, from an Amoritz, you should take Meiser again. Even though you didn't take it yet, you're allowed to make an Erev with that food. You also could take, you can make Truma, you can make an Erev with Meiserishin, which, with, which Truma was taken from. So if Truma was taken from the Meiserishin, meaning the Truma's, the Truma's Meiser that the Levi gives 10% to the coin, what's the Chishin? I think we'll discuss all this. Similar Gemara as we had in Shabbos elsewhere. Well, Maisa Shani could also make an Erev with Maisa Shani, but Hegdash Shaniftu, if you were Poda them. Well, if you're Poda them in your Shalim or Hegdash that you were Poda, if you were Poda, why shouldn't you? You can eat that food as an obvious. Va'akon and Bechala goes like it's like Sumchus. A Kohen can only make a, uh, I mean, Kohen could even make Chala, but not a Yisrael. A Kohen can make Chala because Chala is a kind of Truma, but a Yisrael can't. That goes like Sumchus. Avalobah Tevel. Nobody can make an error with Tevel, which means nobody could eat Tevel. Loba Maiserish and Shalom Turmas, and certainly not with Maiserish, which you can't eat yet because Trumas Maiser wasn't given. Loba Maiserish and Vegeshlov, and certainly not with Maiserish and Hektish, which you're which you weren't poted yet, so you're not allowed to eat that. So again, if you weren't poted in your Shalimid, you can't eat you can't eat that. So what do you? So of course, isn't it obvious that you can make an error? Because we'll discuss all this. The Mai, hello Chazlei, how can you make an error with the Mai? You're not supposed to eat it until you give Maiser. Says Migadi boy Mafkalu Nachosim. Since you could be Mafkir Nachosim. And Bhaviani Yuranani, Bachazule, then an Ani could eat Demai. 
without taking from it because he's poor. The rabbi, it's only Nisra Drabbanan, so the rabbi said, Now it's also Roy for him to Tanah. Now, why is it Roy from now? You're not supposed to, you're not supposed to be mafkir. Isn't it like a transaction, a, a monetary transaction on Shabbos? Can you do that on Shabbos? Shabbos, a young mafkir and a chasim? Good again, because we go, so the Mepharshim explains, since the error of the purpose of the error is usually for a mitzvah, like we just had Rabbi Yosef said, you can only do it for a mitzvah, right? So for a mitzvah, like going to a bris or attending a base ovel or something of that sort, so the rabbis relax the rule about transactions on Shabbos, and therefore, in theory, you could be mafkir and chasim, and therefore, you're allowed to make an Arab with demai, because since you could eat the demai if you were mafkir and chasim, so you can make an Arab. The tanan machim and asaniyim demai. We keep on talking about Ma'arvim Yavis related to Tchumid. The first yeah. mission in the Perik, if I remember, was discussing that it's also that it's not just uh, Tchum, but also Shitufi. That's involved. right. Correct. 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 So okay. here, right. So also, here, so here, we'll here, talk yeah. about the same thing. At this point, you could say that we're talking about both as well. We could talk about both as well, but we're going to see there's certain cases which only apply to one. Not the Gemara is going to say soon that we're only talking about one, not the other. But at this point, in general, when we talk about May or Demai. Presumably, you're talking about both. Both Eruchaseris and Chumen. The question they have to be edible. If you have edible, you make a sheet with it. When it comes to Chaseris, we'll see it's more relaxed because when it comes to Chaseris, uh, it, it's not that you have to have a meal there. It just shows it's just a partnership that you're all sharing right. something together. So there, it's more relaxed. The Chiddush is even Chumen, even Chumen. It has to be bread, so it's more Chumer in the sense that you have to use bread for Chaseris. You have to it use. To be you have to use bread. Yeah, pas. or uh, pas, right? Something which is something, but it's shared. It's Not like you're sharing a meal together, correct? But here we're talking about, yeah, fine, in Echonami, we're talking about, we're talking about, Rashi says kika, or bread, a loaf. We're talking about bread that you bought from an Amaret. But that's not a when it comes to Tchumen. For, t- no, for Tchumen, for sure it has to be something which is edible. It has to be something which you can make your meal from on Shabbos. I'm not talking about, that, I'm not talking about the edibility. I'm talking about from the perspective, from Erev Chatzeris, it has to be pas, matz, etc. Tchumen could be any, as we just learned the last couple of days, have to be edible, but it could be any type of food. That's right, that's right, correct. correct. But a food from an Amoritz, even any fine of food from an Amoritz, would course. still be Zemai. If, if it's Amoritz, it's exactly. still Zemai, right. right. Rashi says, Bikikir, but you're right, it could be any kind of a food. So it's Demai, so the answer is, since he can be offered as a Chosem, and he can be an Ani, and then he's Roy to eat it, Therefore, he could do it too. Even though he, as we said, he could do even do it on Shabbos because he's doing a mitzvah. Ditzman. Where do you see this that an uh, that an ani can eat uh, demai? Poor people, we give them uh, demai to eat. They're allowed to, but because again, the rabbis relax the rules of demai. It's only nisudrabbanan, so they relax when it comes to a poor person. The troops, the Jewish troops that come that you have to feed, they're billeted in your town. You have to feed them, so we relax the rules and you say you're allowed to give them demai. Right, but Omar Avuna Rashi says also here a great thing. Again, uh, the troops may have money, but you know even if you're wealthy, but you're on the road, you're like an ani because you're, when you're not at home, you don't have access to everything. The Omar Avuna Avuna also adds on to this. Tana disagrees. He's machmir. He says you can't give aniim demai. Beisul says and as we said also achsanya. So we said mishnas of ma'aserish and shetel tremaso. Pshita, if you gave truma a of course you can make maizer. Maizer rishon is edible to anybody. It's given to the levy, but he can invite you to his house. If you get, if he, once he gives the 10% that the, of his maizer to the Kohen, which is, which is called truma's maizer, of course it's mutter. Pshita, it's lots Truma was never given. Whereas this is a case where the levy made a shtick, and he went in and he took his maizer, his 10%, before truma was given, because he took it from the standing stalks, and he took that. He gave it. 
Trumas Meiser. In other words, he went and got his Meiser from the standing stocks before regular Truma was given. And then he gave his 10% to the Kohen. But not the Trumas Meiser, not the Trumas but the regular Truma Gdola, the first Truma, the regular Truma, the, when he comes to Tevel, you first have to give to the Kohen like 150th. He avoided that by getting the stuff in middle, taking it from the stocks. He took his 10%, and his 10%, he gave 10% of his 10% to the coin, but he never, Trumagdol was never given to the coin. If he took the Maiserishan while the stocks were still standing, you don't have to give Trumagdola. You have to give, you, the, the Levi has to give the Levi has to give Meiser of his Meiser, 10% of his 10, of his 10%, he has to give another 10%, which is really 1% to the coin, of what remained after Trumagdola. Below Trumagdola, but Trumas Meiser, but Levi doesn't have to give both. He doesn't have to give both Trumagdola and Trumas Meiser. He only has to give Trumas Meiser, he doesn't have to give Trumagdola. So therefore, it's speaking about where Trumas wasn't given. That's the Chiddush, that, that if, he, if he took his Meiser, he shown. And then he gave from his Maiserishan, he gave 10% to the coin. But the coin never got the original Trumagdola because the, the Levi made a shtick and took it while it was standing. That's okay. That's a chish. That's still good. And you can make, you can eat that. And therefore, it's a good Why does Why does the Levi have to, why do you say it's only good if the Levi took the stuff, took his Maiser while the, while the grain was still standing in the stalks? What happens if after it was already processed and threshed and it's now in a pile, maybe if the Levi took it from there also, he doesn't have to give Truma Gdola to the Kohen. If the Levi went there first, Amalei, Alecha Makar, the Pesach says, Mikol Masrose, from all your Meiser, as called Truma Hashem. From all your Meiser, you must give Truma Gdola, Truma Hashem, meaning even Truma Gdola. So one Pesach indicates that the Levi must give regular Truma also, besides Truma Meiser, must give regular Truma also. And another Pesach says he doesn't have to. Mari, so how do you know which one is which? In the case of the pile, it's already considered grain. Once it's processed, it's considered grain. When it's standing in the stalks, it's considered plants. It's considered, uh, you know, a field that needs to be harvested. So once it's in, once it's in grain already, then in, then there's a chiyuv to give trumagdola. And if the lady went and did, took his share first, he still must give the trumagdola in addition to the trumas meiser. But if he took it in the standing while the while the grain was still in the standing stalks, that's not considered grain yet. And therefore, if the if the lady took his ten percent. Yes, he must give 10% of his 10% to the coin, but he doesn't, he doesn't have to give the original Trumagdola. You can also give it with Maishu Shani that was Nifta if it was, if it was already redeemed. You know, you redeem the money in Yerushalayim or, or the Maishu Shani food that you redeemed onto money. So, of course, you can give it with Maishu In other words, when he redeemed it, when he redeemed it and, uh, for, for the food for money, and he took that money to Yerushalayim, he only gave the base value, but he didn't add the 25%. So even though he must give the 25%, it's not ma'akiv, and it's still considered redeemed, and he can make an error from that food. Avalobitevel, right? Or, or hegdash that he redeemed. He, there also he has to give 25%. Avalobitevel, but you can't make an error with tevel. Pshita, obviously, it's not edible. It's got to be something which is edible. So let's tevel it's only talking about if, if the uh, if this plant if the food came from a potted plant that didn't have a hole in it, it's not really in the ground. So it's only you only have to give Chumas Maisus Midrabanan. Still, so he says even though it's only Drabanan, still they said you can't you you have to, you, you it's considered tevel until you give the Chumas Maisus and therefore you can't use that you can't use that food for Erevan. Um you can't give with Maisur. So obviously, you can't give Maiser Shani that you didn't take the Truma from, 
<laughs> of course you can't eat that. What happened was the the Levi again he preempted the the gift of the Trumagdola and he took the food from the from the uh, from the pile of of grain and and he took Trumas Meiser, but he didn't give Trumagdola, which he must give now too, as we saw before in the Pasuk. Now the same I might think that's also okay, like our Papa said to Baya, even if he if he took it from the pile, he shouldn't have to give the Trumagdola. Kamashmola Kamashmol, like Abai answered him, yeah, but the one Pusik says you have to give the Trumagdola no matter what. One Pusik says you don't have to give the Trumagdola, you don't have to give the Trumagdola. And he said, well, the, one Pusik, the Pusik says you don't have to speak about where you took it from the standing, standing stalks. Pusik says you must give it as from we took it from a pile of grain. So Kamashmolon, that what? You can't, if, it, if Shalona to Trumasa, if he took it from the pile, from the pile of grain, and he didn't give Trumagdola, you can't eat that food because you have to give trumagdola first, otherwise it's considered tevel. You can't obviously you can't make it from your shani that you weren't poda. It's got to take you got to take that through shalayim. So if you weren't poda or hegdish, you weren't poda. Of course you can't eat that. So why these? What's the chiddush in this that pshit uh, again? Of course you can't make an error with that. You were poda, but you weren't poda according to the proper rules. My Sushani, you know, as you have Tfua in Tel Aviv or, or uh, Haifa, and in, rather than schlep it on a truck to Yushalayim, you change it for money. But it has to be money. Because when you bind it, bind it up in money, but Tzura also means that it's like a shape or a form, an image. It has to be a coin and not a blank. And a simon is a blank, right? So, uh, and here you're poted for a blank, like for just a plain piece of metal, like an asimon. It says there at the bottom, the Aruch says that the Asimon is Lashon of Suma. It's blind, can't see. It doesn't have any form to it. Uh, you can't see anything on it. It's just like blank. Or Hegdish, instead of being poted with money, you were poted for land. You can only put a Hegdish with money. So the Kiddush in all these is, is that some cases it's, it's, it's obvious that you could use it. The Kiddush is that it wasn't done properly. In cases where it's obvious that you couldn't use it, it was done partially properly, so you might think that it's okay, or it's only in a sirabonim, like in a potted plant with no hole in it, and therefore you might think it's okay, Kamashmon, that it's not okay. So the mission is very clear, same Gemara we had in Shabbos and elsewhere. So you send your Erev with a Chereshet of Katan. Here we'll see enough Gemina Moish. Here he said, until now he said that we're talking about Erev Chatseris and Erev Tchum, and here we'll see there's enough Gemina. one like Misha, that you could send your Erev. With a cheroshet of cotton, a person who's not a bardas, obiad misha ain't a moda beirv, or you send it with somebody, let's say like a a non-believer who doesn't believe in erv, ain't it's not an erv. Because again, when it comes to erv, it's human. He has to what is it? What, what is that concept from? You have to take the erv and say, this is my house. I'm making my house uh, two thousand amas out of the city or a thousand amas out of the city, so I can go further two thousand amas. You're establishing a home somewhere else. You're making a kenyan with that. And in order to do that, you have to have a bardah. So a chayshat v'katan can't do that. Or somebody who's not motored, he doesn't hold the concept of air. In other words, he's not trusted to make a kinyan. He's not an air. If he said, no, just take, he's just sending the kid, the chayshat v'katan, to give it to another responsible Jew who's going to do it for him. He said, he said somebody else, listen, you're my shliach. This kid is going to bring you the food. You'll set up, the, you'll set up my air with that. If he set up a shliach to accept it from Harazah, then it is a good air. Cotton is not good. A cotton cook collect the Arab. How do they make Arab? Everybody contributes food into the pot 
so that all the people who share the chutzer could uh, take from their house into the chutzer and vice versa and make it like one big area. So you say a cotton who's good, a cotton could do that, a cotton could collect There's Lokasha. Our mission, this mission is speaking about Erve Tchumen, which involves a Kenyan. In order to do a Kenyan, you have to have a Bardas. They're talking about Erve so all you're doing is the people are mocking their food, they're giving it to everybody, so the kids are collecting it. He's just simply collecting the food and putting it in one place. There it doesn't, Rashi explains, it doesn't involve a Kenyan. You're not doing anything. As long as they do it, as Rashi says, that even if you're a, if you're a partner with somebody else, uh, then you're all even Like, wait, how do they do an Erev today? They just have one person gives it to everybody, so he's mocking it to everybody. They're all a partner in some food. That's all you have to do. It doesn't involve the kid making a, the Cherushat Fukat making, establishing a Kenyan, affecting a, a, a deal. Tosis is a little bit differently because Erev Kenyan involves, it's learned out of a Daraisa. Erev Chetos is really drawn on, and this is more learned out of Tumen, is learned out of the Raisa, even if you don't like Rabbi Kiva, that Tumen is the Raisa, but it's based on a Pasuk, so you were more Machmer in the case of Erev Tumen, more than Erev Chetos. So here our mission is speaking about that when you can't use a Cherev Shetvukar, we're not talking about Erev Chetos, we're talking about Erev Tumen setting up your house somewhere else out of town so you can further carry from there. Who's not moded in air? Like a person that doesn't believe that the Torah is mina shemayim, and he doesn't believe in our laws, so he's not trusted to make a kenyan for you in this case. If you told somebody else to accept it from the cherishet of Kondas, how do you know the cherishet of They're not a bardas. How do you know he's going to get there? He say you can't send the cherishet of to make an air for you. But if you told him to give it to Yankel, and Yankel will set it up for you, then it's okay. But how do you know that the Cherish is going to give it to Yankel? It says, He watches him. In other words, you stand over here and you watch the kid walking and you see him hand it to Yankel. So, there's somewhere where you saw him give it to Yankel. Maybe, maybe Yankel didn't take it from him. In other words, it's not just that the, some learned that he didn't see him actually take it from him. Some learned that he didn't take it from him and then do it. In other words, maybe you saw the kid give it to Yankel, but how do you know that Yankel's going to go make the Arab? Yankel's got to go and take it for him to make the Arab. So it's kind of like Rav says elsewhere, as we'll see what it is. So this gets into the concept of Shliach. Is there a legal presumption that a Shliach is going to perform his, his uh, task? When you give something to a Shliach, for example, we have there's many cases about that. The Gemara is full of that. We're going to see that tomorrow. One cases like famous cases like uh, if a man gave a, a get to uh, to a shliach to give to his wife, uh, can you assume that he gave it to her? Can you assume that he gave it to her so that uh, whatever you know get, for nafkaminas? Uh, you know if, if she committed adultery in the interim, if uh, uh, who 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 Yerusha's all kinds of things can can, can make a nafkamina. Do you assume that he gave it to her? He says he gave it, give it to him, he'd give it to her by Sunday. Do you assume he gave it, did it, gave it to her or not? So Rechiel says, So there, therefore, the kids, if you know that the Cheshachim gave the food to Yankel, that he saw, can you assume Yankel did it? Yes, if you, if you uh, uh, contracted with the, the Shliach and you uh, gave him the job, tasked him with, with making this uh, error for you, you can assume he did his job. We have such a presumption that, that he performed his job. Where, where, where was this said? You said, like Rav Chisel said elsewhere, you, stand, you stood and you looked. And like Rav Chisel said, you, that, uh, there's a presumption that he did his job, the Shlich did his job. Where do they say that? In this case, the Tanya, Nusnul appeal. Let's say you trained an elephant to take the food and give it to an, to an ape. And he gave, the elephant came, came, and he took it, and he gave the food to the ape. 
Ba'ulicho, and he took it, ain't Erev, it's not an Erev, because uh, obviously uh, a peel or a kof, an animal, is not capable of having a, making a kinyan. But if you told Yankel, Yankel, you take the food from the ape, who's going to get the food from the, from the elephant, then it's a good Erev, because Yankel's making the Erev. But how do you know the animal will give the food to Yanko? We saw him giving it to him. But maybe he won't take it from him and actually perform his job of making the Erev. So we have a general rule presumption that a shliach will do his job. Okay, so that's what he said it, and that's what we, now we, that really concludes the Mishnah. Now we have a fame amachlokas. Rav Nachman says, where do we assume that Chazaka uh, Shliach did his job only by a drabanan. By a drabanan, if he didn't do it anyway, if he didn't make an erev anyway, not over an adoraisa. So therefore, he made it anyway. By a by a, by a doraisa, we don't have such a presumption. That's from Nachman. Shita Amram Nachman. B'shel Torah ain Chazaka Shliach also zichuso. There seems to be the Ram's saying here too, right? We don't. We're not dependent on Chazaka until you know that he did it, right? You could appoint a Shliach, but he's got to come back and tell you I did the job, or you have to have proof that he did the job. You can't just assume that he did the job. Don't make an assumption. So if Nachman says, when it comes to a divatar, we're some chazaka shliachas shlichuso. Since, again, midaraisa, you don't need it anyway, right? Which is not a doraisa. We don't pass like Rabbi Kiva. It's not really a doraisa. So by tchumen, you could assume that the, that the shlich did a shlichas. Rav Sheshis we assume that the shlich did his shlichas. What, who's correct, of Sheshis or of Nachman? So each one is going to bring proofs to his shita. We'll see that in Mir Tzishem tomorrow when we get into this concept. Chazaka, Shlichosu, by a Doraisa. Everybody agrees by a Bon and it's okay. But the Machlokas is by a Doraisa. Do we assume Shlich did a Shlichos? A Doraisa would be a Get or many other cases. We'll see those tomorrow, Mir Tzishem. Have a good day, everybody. Well, Tzadok. Beautiful, thank you. Beautiful.